Welcome back, mamas. February is Black History Month, and we're going to have a conversation about race and motherhood today. Go ahead, shake that jar of sprinkles and celebrate your role as a mom. I'm Stephanie Fleece. And I'm Michelle Fortin with City Mom Collective. And our hope is that this podcast brings a smile to your face, a skip to your step, and a sprinkle or two to your mundane. This is Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood, a podcast by City Mom Collective. This is episode 78 of Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood. And today's episode is a little different than usual. Instead of Michelle and I discussing Black History Month, we knew it would be much better to hear from Black moms. So I asked if any moms within the City Mom Collective Sisterhood would like to join me for this conversation, and I was delightfully overwhelmed with responses. In fact, There were too many moms that wanted to talk about the topic of life as a mom with black kids in America for this podcast. So we have a similar conversation with more moms over on our Facebook account. I'd encourage you to listen to this podcast and hop over to the City Mom Collective Facebook account to hear from more black moms. But. For this episode, I recently connected with two Black moms, Nikki from Memphis and Joy from Houston, to chat about raising Black kids in America in 2022, and I know you'll find this conversation enlightening. Welcome to the Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood podcast. I am joined today with two new friends, Nikki Boyd and Joy Bailey Green, ladies We are thrilled to have you on the podcast. Yay, I'm so excited to be featured on here. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yes. Well, uh, these ladies both bring a unique perspective uh, that I am so looking forward to getting to know myself and hearing more about, but also for our listeners to hear more about as well. As February is Black History Month, we are making an effort to elevate. stories of moms who are raising black kids and these two are doing that and so I can't wait for everyone uh, that is listening to hear a little bit more about their families and we're going to do that and kick things off that way so Nikki how about you start us off and share with everybody who's listening a little bit about your family okay well um I'm Nikki I'm a freelance creator based in Memphis Tennessee Um, I have a very strong passion for social and environmental justice. Um, My husband and I are high school sweethearts. Mm. We've been together for 16 years and married for seven. Our children make up the rest of our family, though. Aria, my daughter, she's 10. Hayes, our son, is seven. And we love game nights and finding a science museum in every city that we travel to. I love that. How many science museums do you think that you've been to? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot <laughs> a lot. If that's yes. what like to go yes, we've been to quite a few. That is so fun. Well, Nikki, we're thrilled to have you. Uh, all right, let's go to Joy. Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about your family? Well, my name is Joy Bailey and Joy Bailey Green, and um, I live here in Houston, Texas um, with my three kids. I'm divorced. I um, have, again, three kids. Um, Ferris is 24. Warren is 22 and Layla is 15. 
Um, I taught for 15 years, and now I work in human resources for the school district here in the Houston area. And, um, well, if I had to pick one thing that my kids and I love to do, it would be um, opening weekend for Marvel movies. That is one of our favorite things to do. And so I think that'll be our <laughs> that'll be our, our claim to fame. That's awesome. Well, we're happy to have you a part of this conversation as well. Uh, so we're going to jump right into the topic at hand. Uh, and I, Joy, I'm actually going to pitch the, the next question to you uh, to answer first. Okay. Uh, if you could think of one or a couple of things that you would say you wish other moms knew about raising Black children, what would you say? Boy, there, that, that is a long, there would be a long answer. So I'm going to try and make it as short as possible. And I think um, the thing that I would want anyone who is not raising Black children to know is that um, we are, we have the same types of wants and fears and loves for our kids as any other parents. I think that there's a a lot of othering that happens in the world right now. And, you know, people have a tendency to think that, um, that, you know, the, the lives and the experiences of others are different and sometimes not in a positive way. And, um, I, I would like for people to know that, um, that, that part of parenting is something that we share on the other end of that. Um, our experiences are different. And so, you know, with, with all the conversations that are happening with race right now, sometimes it's, it's a bit frustrating because I don't think that people always realize how much, um, how much those, the, the differences, um, how our kids might be treated or perceived or judged weighs on our minds um, in, in, in pretty much every every experience. Um, I wish that people would, when Black people say these are the things that are happening right now in the world, I wish that people would believe that those things are, are happening instead of discrediting those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but mostly, I, I think um, I would want for people to, to know that the things that the way that we feel about our kids is, 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 is no different than any other parent. Mm. How about you, Nikki? Um, I share similar thoughts as joy. Um, I just wish that non-black mothers and society knew that childhood, it does exist for black children. Mm. Like we're raising children as well. Um, We don't birth young men or women, juveniles or thugs. We're we're birthing babies and we want to be given the chance to raise them as so. Yeah, they they follow the same growth journeys as others, like going from babies, toddlers, kids, adolescents, you know, and so on. And also as parents, it can it's a huge conflict raising black children because you you want to be their sanctuary from all that's going on, but you also want to make them aware. It's, it's, it's very layered. There's many layers. Yeah, um, like Joy said, we have different experiences and they're very real. But more than that, we just want our children to be children and perceive as children. We want to allow them the innocence of childhood. We want to be free to be able to raise our children. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it for me. 
Yeah. Well, Joy, you mentioned that there are certainly similarities that all races share um, for moms loving their children. Uh, But I have to imagine that the conversations that are happening in your home as you raise black kids uh, and my home as I raise three white girls are different in some ways. Uh, So what would you say, Joy, are conversations that take place in your home that others, uh, especially those that are not black, would be surprised by? Mm-hmm. You know, in, in 2022, I would imagine that there's probably not a lot that I could say that would surprise people. I mean, I think, um, you know, most most people outside the black race have heard that we have the talk, um, as it's most commonly referred to. Um, and we do. Um, that is a conversation that that we have that people may view you differently than they would kids of another race and that you have to be mindful of how you're acting um, in public frequently. Um, But um, I have, like I said, I've had that conversation, especially having older sons, um, you know, and thankfully we've not had any negative um, types of experiences like that where, where anything happened and, um, you know, we've had an issue with that. But um, I think maybe what might surprise someone is the pressure that I put on myself and my kids to make sure that we, when they are in public or around other people, that they represent themselves well. I mean, there, there is an extreme pressure to make sure that the kids are behaving, that the kids are smart, that the kids are doing all the right things because, you know, it is always a feeling of we have to always be 100% on top of our game so that we are not perceived negatively or so that we are not judged negatively. Mm-hmm. And that pressure is, is something that I feel and it's something that I've probably passed on to my kids in some ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Nikki? Um, it's, it's very surprising because I've gotten that question quite a few times just because I'm very vocal about racial issues, Mm. but I don't have the talk with my children yet just because they're 10 and seven. And I know that the burdens of racism is so heavy Mm. and I feel like it's not time for them to share that burden with me. It's, it's everything in me to block it from getting to them. Going back to the first question that you asked us, I'm very much so, I make it a priority for their innocence to stay intact. I want them to enjoy childhood. I want them to enjoy all the joys and thrills. I want them to exist like other non-Black children. So for me, that is not having that heavy talk with them so soon. Again, they're only 10 and 7, and I don't think it's fair for them to have to have such a heavy heart at such a young age. Mm. I agree with you, Nikki. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, I was actually going to ask, and maybe Joy, because you do have older kids, like when, when do you feel like was the right time or the right, there's probably not a specific age that's right for all kids, but age that you feel like usually there, it's time to talk about these things. Um, You know, I think the very first time that we had kind of an official talk was when um, when Trayvon Martin was killed. 
And um, we had a lot of conversations at that time because it was, you know, so prevalent in the news. And the those events just made it, I mean, it was just, it was the right time to have that conversation. My boys were then um, early teens and um, I might would have liked to have waited a little bit longer, but given what was going on in the world, it was just the right time to have the conversation. But I do think that it probably depends on, it would be something I think everyone needs to decide based on, you know, their children, um, where they live, um, you know, any number of things. And so, you know, I would, I wouldn't want to say this is the, this is the age at which you do what I think it's something that each parent needs to make a judgment call on for, for themselves and their family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so February is Black History Month, but it's unique because it's not that Black history should only be honored or celebrated in one month. I realize this, uh, but I do want to hear from you uh, as two moms uh, that are raising Black kids uh, what you would say are some things that you do as a mom to celebrate Black History Month. Nikki, do you want to start? Sure. Um, just like you just said, um, Black History for us isn't just a month-long celebration. Mm-hmm. For us, it's a daily occurrence. Yeah. <laughs> we, wake, we wake up Black. But my children are constantly surrounded by Black scholars, art, film shows, music and just our culture. So I try to make every day intentionally as best as I can. Um, Right now, they don't know that their very existence is just Black history. One day they'll learn, though. Mm -hmm. It's just for this, I don't know, for this question for me, it's kind of loaded just because I don't, the question for Black mothers is redundant of how we celebrate Black History Month. Yeah, I always ask um, those those surrounding me, the non-black mothers, how they usually celebrate it because mm-hmm. we live it every day. We get to see excellence, first black so and so achieving whatever. So we yeah. get to witness history daily. Yeah, which in 2022, the first black anything is kind of crazy. Yeah, right. <laughs> Well, uh, you're you're very right. Like you, your skin color does not change when you wake up in the morning. And so like your celebration of your history, you you are uh, black history. You're living it right now. And I think it really is beautiful thing that and to your point, I think exposure, especially for non black moms uh, to black history, the wonderful parts of black history. I think, unfortunately, a lot of black history a lot of negative black history is what people hear about and there's so many wonderful amazing people uh that make up your history that i just as a white mom uh talking to non-black moms that are listening like lean into that i think it's so important but anyway this is for you guys to share so joy (laughs) i would love to know how you might answer that question um similar to what to what nikki was saying you know, if I'm being perfectly honest, there's a part of me that almost resents Black History Month because mm-hmm. we have to have a Black History Month so that there is a time when the achievements and the and the history and culture of Black people is actually recognized and celebrated. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the fact that we're, you know, in, in 2022 and that, you know, um, 
black history is not necessarily a part of or included as a part of American history mm-hmm. is really problematic. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think that there should, I mean, there should be a month because without it, I think that there are people who would never give it a second thought. Mm-hmm. But I, again, I just hate that there has to be this month, um, mm-hmm. that there has to be a month where it, it, it has to be highlighted so that people have an opportunity to learn and recognize and, and appreciate you know, the achievements of, of black Americans. Um, in, in my house, I I want like February doesn't mean that now we start doing a a bunch of different things that we don't normally do because, you know, it's our, it's our culture and it's our history year round. Mm. Um, you know, one of the things I think, you know, when I was growing up, we, like you were saying, you know, the, the history of black Americans was primarily limited to slavery and, and civil rights. And, um, you know, with my daughter who is very conscious of race, um, at this point and wants to know more about, um, about our history, you know, anytime there is something that comes up in school, um, her focus is on finding something to celebrate when it comes to, um, black history. And that's not something that I had to teach. That's something I think because, of you know, this day and age and recognizing that, you know, our achievements have, have been somewhat, um, have not been highlighted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's, she's on her own has taken it upon herself to do those things. And I'm more than happy to, to oblige that, that learning. Um, and I love that, that she's taken it up on her own. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's a beautiful thing that you have likely passed down to your kids uh, desire to learn and to sounds like an, she's an educator of others too, which is a really, really cool thing. Well, uh, I know this isn't a question that I prepped you all in advance for. So uh, I hope it's okay that I'd ask, <laughs> but I am curious uh, off the top of your head, both of you, if there is someone that you like comes to the forefront of your mind when you think of uh, champion of, your history, like that you just admire so much, uh, who would you say? Oh, wow. I know it's, a, I know it's a big question, but I'm just trying to think, I was like, can you think of, or maybe, or maybe we say like a mom, can you think of a mom, uh, that, you know, would come to the forefront of your mind that, uh, really has done incredible things? Well, since she's, um, since she's at the forefront, I would definitely say Emmett Till's mother, Mamie. Mm-hmm. Till definitely. Mm-hmm. What a um, I don't know. I she is. I'm pretty sure if you've seen Mother in a Dictionary, her her face should be there. Oh, mm-hmm. I love that, Joy. How about you? Um, I think when you first asked the question, um, I um, I have um, a fond appreciation for um the Black Panther Party, because it is, um, it's an organization that I think has received so much negative publicity without people knowing actually what all the Black Panther Party did mm-hmm. for the community. And I think it's really unfortunate that people equate it often with the Ku Klux Klan or with violence um, when um, the history and the things that were actually done by the Black Panther Party are so opposite that. But it's a narrative that people like to um, to push to justify, um, you know, negative perceptions of, of, of black people. And so 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say, you know, for people who are, you know, listening to this, that it's actually a very, um, very interesting story. Um, the, the, the Black Panther Party from beginning to end. And so um, I think a lot of people would be surprised um, actually doing the research about the party to, to find out, mm-hmm. you know, what actually was it was about. Mm. Well, definitely, definitely agree. Well, Joy and Nikki, you are uh, only two of so many mamas out there that are raising beautiful black kids. And uh, we don't assume that Nikki and Joy or any one mom is the educator of all of us of black history or what it's like to be a black <laughs> mom, because your stories are even unique in and of themselves as all of Absolutely. ours is. Uh, Absolutely. And so... Uh, we have recorded a roundtable uh, on this very topic uh, that premiered on City Mom Collective's Facebook page, and we'd encourage you to check that out because we have three other totally different stories and opinions and experiences shared there. Uh, but Nikki and Joy, thank you for being here. We just scratched the surface of this conversation. We could have had so many other questions um, answered, but uh, thank you for sharing your stories and your experiences here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting. As we end the podcast today, Nikki asks that I leave you with this question. Once Black History Month ends, what is your plan to continue the conversation with Black mothers? And as a quick reminder, after finishing this podcast, we definitely encourage you to hop over to the City Mom Collective Facebook account and check out this similar conversation with three more Black moms sharing their stories. Now, let's not leave the conversation here, though. I would encourage you, as I'm encouraging myself, to seek out moms of color in your own community and learn how to engage together Get comfortable with uncomfortable conversations. As we all grow and learn, we'll have more opportunities to celebrate together and Just Add Sprinkles. For show notes and more information on this episode of Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood, please visit momcollective.com. There you can find more information on our topic, our guest, and our host, Stephanie Fleece. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to give a review wherever you listen to podcasts so we can keep encouraging moms to celebrate motherhood and just add sprinkles.